so good to have everyone with us um, on this Remembrance Sunday where we join together and uh, take a moment in our life to reflect and remember those who have served, those who have gone before, and uh, just a powerful video um, and just an emotional connection with so many of our servicemen overseas, so servicemen and women overseas, and we just thank God for uh, them and what they do for us. This morning, I just want to take one word, one word and share something that I believe is really powerful, something that will really connect with each of our lives, a word that if we take away and if we take it and embrace it and begin to, to think about what, what, what I'm going to say this morning, it could have a profound effect upon your life and upon your journey. And that word really is remembrance. Taking a hold of that word of remembrance and and actually building something in our life where we consider and look back at what Jesus has done for our life. And so often we just, we're racing ahead in our life. We're racing ahead to the next thing. But there are times, and you see it throughout the Psalms, where there was that moment of pause to consider, to think about, and allow the word of God to really go down deep into our heart. And this morning, I guess that's what I want to be able to share with you this morning. To honour our servicemen and women, absolutely brilliant. We recognise their bravery. But what, what, we, what we've got to remember is every one of us are in a battle. We're all facing battles throughout our day, throughout the day. But we face many battles that perhaps we don't recognise at the time. There are times when in our journey of life where we do reflect, we do think back, we do consider the life of a person. You know, you think of a funeral and, and, and there's that moment when the eulogy is done and we think back about the journey of their life and what they achieved, the things that they did, the, 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 the special moments that perhaps we had in their life. There are times when we sit around with our kids and, and we talk about what life was like when they were younger and we bring back some of those thoughts and we remember the, the fun times, the, the times when, when perhaps we struggled and we just remember certain parts in our journey. Then there's the good old saying that says uh, we remember the good old days. And very often what people mean is there was something very special about yesteryear when, when they look back at those things. So remembrance is really a part of all of our journey. We remember certain places, certain things, certain people, certain pieces of music. We have remembrance built into our life. But we've got to remember and bring back to remembrance some of the things that God has done in our life and the victories that we've seen and the victories that we perhaps are believing for right now. If God has done it in our past, he can do it again in our present. So what, what does this word remembrance actually mean? It is the action of reflection. It is taking that moment purposefully to remember and reflect back. It is a recollection. You often see that in life. Do you remember when? Do you, do you recall those moments? It is literally recalling a moment in our distant past, something that may have happened when you were a child or when you were a teenager growing up, and you reflect that to someone else. It is bringing to remembrance those things. So what I'm about to share this morning, I don't believe, is a, a, a sort of a, a revelation. It's not something that the Holy Spirit has brought out as a mystery. This is something that we should all be aware of. But very often, we do forget. Therefore, today, by faith, 
in our heart by the word of truth. I'm just going to share the word and allow the word to bring back to your remembrance the things that we should learn, the things that we should remember. And that may help you in your battle or in the journey of life that you're in right now. There was a moment in Jesus' life in Luke 22, verse 19, and he sat there with his disciples, and it's the Last Supper. And he's chatting to them, and he's sharing this meal, and then he breaks bread, and he, 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 he shares the, the wine with them. And he says, guys, do this in remembrance of me. Now, the guys could have gone off, and Jesus gone to the cross, and everything took place, and, and they forgot that moment. But it didn't. And today, even 2,000 years later, we're still taking communion and we're still doing it in remembrance of what Jesus said for us to do. That is so powerful. And that is the power of remembrance in our life. And today, as we go through the word of God, I want to encourage you to take a hold. I'm going to share several different scriptures. One may not affect you. One may not be important to you right now. But the word of God is quick, it's powerful, it divides soul, divides soul and spirit, bone marrow, the thoughts and the intents of our heart. So allow the word of God today just to be the, the, the thing that brings us back on track, brings focus to our life and allow the Holy Spirit to speak into your life. I suppose the first and foremost thought is how often do we take this moment in life to reflect and remember everything that Jesus has done for us? You think everything, you take hold of the word. Can we really remember everything? But the Bible does say that the spirit of God will bring to our remembrance the things that we've learned. And in different moments of the journey of our life, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to bring, our, bring his thoughts into our mind and allow ourselves time to think about those things. God is for us. He is totally for you today. You, know, you may be experiencing battles in many different ways in, in areas of your life, or you may be about to go into a battle. But the truth is, we need to know that God is for us. In Romans 8.31, it says, God is for you and not against you. you know, whenever you're going into battle, it, it's great to know that God is for you. When, when the enemy comes in like a flood, it's good to know God is for you. Your battle may be a physical one. It may be a battle where, like our service personnel, are overseas somewhere and, and they're facing a real enemy. We all face a real spiritual enemy. And there may be a physical battle, a health issue that's going on in your life. We need to know that God, in the midst of this, is still for us. Because it's so easy to lose perspective. It's so easy to get distracted by the many things that are going on around our world. That physical battle could be very real to you. You may be facing an emotional battle. You may be struggling. You, know, you may be struggling with what's happening around us right now and the lockdown and all, all that's going. You may be struggling emotionally. It's a battle for you. In the midst of this battle, just as the psalmist said, let's have a sealer moment where we consider what God is saying into our life. For some, you may be experiencing fear-filled fear battles. You're fearful. You seem to be fearful about everything else and everything around you right now. You, you may be experiencing a battle that you can't seem to get your head around. 
you never used to be afraid of this or you never had an issue with that. But all of a sudden, for some reason, you're facing fear-filled battles. We need to hear the word of God in your life today. Others, you may be experiencing relational battles. Those battles perhaps are raging in your own personal family. You may be struggling with your employer. You may be struggling with your neighbours. Whatever that relational battle could look like, they are real. And we can't ignore those in our life. But it's knowing that God is for us that is so important. And then there's the spiritual battle. And every one of us encounters spiritual battles. We're not exempt from that because we get saved. We're, We're in this battle. And Jesus even clearly said, are we aware that we're in the army of the Lord? But the truth is, you and I, and everyone who looks upon the name of the Lord, we can live in victory. In the midst of battle, in the midst of the wars, in the midst of the issues of our life, we can live in victory. And I want to share, like I say, the word of God. I want it to speak for itself this morning. I'm not going to flower it up with lots of pretty words. I want the word of God to sink down into your heart because my words won't change you. My words won't sustain you in the midst of your battle. But the word of God, which is quick and powerful, the word of God that is, is miraculous in its way, is what will change, sustain, and see you through every battle that you face. How would you like to live with the spirit of God flowing in your life continually and continuously so that, that, that whatever comes your way, you can draw on the things of the Holy Spirit. Well, the fact is, we can. And I'm going to share a scripture with you in John chapter 7, uh, verse 37. And Jesus says this, and it's the promise, talking about the promise of the Holy Spirit. And he says this, On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But he spoke this concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. The truth is, when Jesus said, anyone who comes to me and thirsts will be filled... That means you and I, daily, we can come to him, we can ask of him, we can, we can desire the infilling of the Holy Spirit. In, in, in Ephesians, I think it is, it says, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. So, you know, and, and scripture after scripture, you know, my cup's full and running over. We can live filled with the power, the presence and the anointing of God in our lives. So I just want to remind us today, put you in remembrance, because I I know so many people, and and I can be guilty of it myself, that I forget to go back to the well and draw. And my life becomes empty or, or like a wilderness and dry, because we're not going to the source. We're not going to the well and saying, Lord, fill me anew, fill me afresh. Holy Spirit, fill me this day. And we go into this world, we go into our battles, and yet we could go in filled with the things of the Holy Spirit in our life. 
So this morning, as a way of remembrance, why not right now in your life, in your home, whilst you're watching this, say to the Lord, fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me with a fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit today. I tell you what, when the Holy Spirit comes and he begins to fill the well of your life, he will come forth, as the word says, and out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. That water will not only bless your life, but it will bless those that are around about you. So I want to encourage you. Another translation puts it this way. All you thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. Believe in me so that the rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being. Right now, you could be living a dry, you may be walking in a thirsty land, but the promise of God is that you can be filled with the Spirit of God daily. Why do we settle for less? Why do we settle for less than what heaven wants to give us? We're all facing these different kinds of battles. Very often it's the battle of the mind, it's the battle of the soul. And things clutter our mind and clutter our thinking and we just get on with life. And yet there are so many promises and I want to draw from another one. God wants you and I to live an abundant life. But do we settle for less than an abundant life? The truth is, many of us do. But the truth is, we don't have to. Listen to this. Again, from, from John, John chapter 10 and verse 10. The thief comes, in on, comes only in order to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. I, the, the word here uh, for life is the Zoe, the life that God has. He's saying the life that I have is the life that you can have. But again, we settle for less than what he's promise, promising us. This morning, how would you like to live with the abundance? It says uh, that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full, to the overflows. That's God's heart for you and I. The enemy still kills and destroys. So there are many times in our life we need to be aware that the enemy may be stealing our peace when God says you can have it in fullness. It may be stealing our, 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 our soundness of mind, but the enemy comes in with the anxieties, fears, and troubling thoughts. It's amazing how much we're not allowing God to have his way. I remember the old song by Ron Canoli, and it says this, whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. And I guess we've got to resolve in our heart, whose report are we going to believe? Circumstances, issues, problems, the things that we face in life, the things that are wearing us down, beating us down, or we're we going to take a hold of the word and have a look and see how God wants us to live, then choose to believe him over our circumstances, to believe him over our sicknesses, to believe him over the trouble that we may be facing. It's not easy, but it is a reality. I don't stand here thinking that the issues aren't real. I believe I experience, I've walked through many battles in my life, but every battle I've faced 
I've gone to God's word and we've declared God's word. The victory is ours when the battle is the Lord's. And that is the truth in all of our lives. No matter what is thrown at us, and you may be facing all sorts of things right now in your life, and, and again, I'm not belittling anybody's situation, but the truth is, whatever, whatever this world throws at us, we can live with a joy that knows no limit, that knows no boundary, that knows no, no um, area where the enemy has authority over it. Joy comes up from within. Listen to this, John 15, verse 11. I have told you these things so that my joy, that's not mine, that is the joy of God, the joy that Jesus walked in, that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy may be full, complete and overflowing. If you look at each of these things that we've looked at already, every one of them talks about overflowing, an overflow in our life. We shouldn't be just making it, church. We shouldn't just be surviving. There should be an incredible overflow in our life. So right now, your battle, the thing that you're facing, for some, that may be your job, your employment, your company, your business, areas where pressure right now, the circumstances of life are causing so much pressure on your business. You may not know what to do next. You may be just an employee somewhere and you're struggling because they're talking about being laid off and furloughed and all the rest of it. Again, we're not belittling what's going on in people's lives. We're just highlighting the power that God could have. Your redundancy could lead you to a greater job. But right now, you're facing a situation with your employment. You may be facing an issue in your job regarding your employer, and it's difficult, it's tough that you're walking through. It's a battle. You go to bed at night, and you're thinking about it. You wake up in the morning, and it's still there in your mind. In the midst of the battle, let's turn our eyes to the Lord. For others, you may be facing family life situations, you may be going through a difficult relationship with perhaps your wife or with your children and your children, are, uh, uh, you're struggling to, to, to walk with them and understand their journey. You may be walking with uh, a parent that is end of, at the end of their life and it's an emotional roller coaster in your journey. There are many different battles that could be surrounding one's family. Then there's the battle of temptation. You know, your life may be being tempted in an area that you thought you'd never walk down, you thought you'd never succumb to, but temptation after temptation keeps bombarding you. It's a battle, it's a battlefield in your life, and you seem to be keep getting hit by the enemy. I want to encourage you that the battle is the Lord's, and if you're in him, you can rely on him. Battles of negative thoughts, worry, depression, Battles of mental or physical health and issues around it. Let me say this. I'm not in denial of the battles. They are very real. But I cannot deny the realness of the victory that we have in Jesus. The battles are real. But the victory in Jesus is just as real, more real in our life. And I just want to take a few moments to identify some of those areas of where and how we can walk in that kind of victory.
We sung the song earlier, and I've mentioned this already. But David said, the battle is the Lord's. See, very often what happens in our life, and this is a key for many of us, we are trying to battle through. We are trying to get our victory. We, we, I, me, myself. When actually what we need to do is say, Lord, this is your battle. Strengthen me in the midst of it. David did this. He, he stood before his giant. He stood before his Goliath. You need to stand before whatever it is that you're struggling with or what is cramping your life right now. And you need to say this, like David did in 1 Samuel 7.47, it says this, Then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with spear or sword, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into my hands. What a great declaration. Right now, this morning, right in the middle of your battle, you need to stand up on your feet in your home right now and just say, God, the battle is yours. You need to turn to the circumstance that you're facing. You know, no, don't go into your boss tomorrow morning and say, the battle is the Lord's. Don't do that. But in your heart, when you wake up in the morning, before you go off to that place of work, just remind the enemy, the battle is the Lord's and the Lord is the strength of my life. With your family, begin to speak over them. The battle is the Lord's. I'm not going to let division in my home. The battle is the Lord's. This morning, hearing some of these scriptures, hearing the word of the Lord in your heart, I'm trusting that you're being encouraged right now. I'm trusting that by the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, the, those dry areas, those battlefields, those places where you feel like you've fallen over and over again, that today you'll get back up on your feet. You'll brush yourself off and say, the battle is the Lord's and the victory is mine. Your battle today may be with a secret sin or a life-controlling habit or an addiction that seems impossible to break. I want to give you hope. I want to give you something that you can hang on to today because those battles are so real in people's lives where they feel captive, controlled, out of control, where the enemy has totally bound them and chained them with fetters. Things that you're ashamed of, things that, that, that cause this pattern of, of cycle of behavior where you just go through this pattern of recycling and then this record that you just want to break, but it keeps going. Condemnation is a weapon that the enemy will use on the life of a believer over and over again to break you, to, to cause you to walk with guilt. He will cause you to begin to take a hold of the, of the control and bring shame and guilt and your identification is no longer in Christ. It's what you do. It's how you behave. It's what you respond to. Our identification always needs to be in Christ, our victor, not in the shame of what sometimes or often we fall flat on our face with. The problem is we struggle and then we begin to identify with those things. No sin, no sin is ever hidden from God. He sees all, 
He's aware of all. We may hide it from our loved ones. We may try and even hide it from ourselves and, and, and just pretend it doesn't exist. You need to hear this today. In Romans chapter 6, verse 7, it says this. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. The battle in your life is not greater than the power of the cross in your life. It may feel it right now, but it's not. The identification is when we died with Christ. This morning, in your life, whatever it is that you may be struggling with, acknowledge that you died with Christ and we were set free from the power. The power of sin was broken forever over our life and we do not need to identify with it. We identify with our death in Christ and our resurrection in him. Just like with any battle in life, there does come a moment in time where there is liberation. That moment when the prisoner is set free. I remember seeing uh, clips of, of, of um, Germany in the prison camps when the Americans and the British came and they liberated those prison camps. And the dismay, the confusion that was on the faces of those that were being liberated at that time. Jesus has come to set us free. There's no confusion in that truth. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, we, we read these words. It says, let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of the past. I just so love this scripture because it sets us free. It enables us to take a hold of the truth. The anointed, the anointed one, his anointing removes the burden and destroys the yoke, never to be put on our life again. The anointed one, has set us free, not in part, not in an area. You know, for many years in my life, I, I, I'd got set free from this or I got set free from something else. And, but actually that moment I bowed the knee and I submitted to Jesus, he set me free of everything. It then was a process of outworking that freedom that he came to give me. But he gave it not partially, not uh, not, uh, but completely and wonderfully free. So whatever is controlling your life today, it doesn't have to, church. It doesn't have to have control over your life. I've got some more good news. The purpose for which Jesus was sent. The very purpose that Jesus came to this earth to, for you and for me is found in John, 1 John 3, verse 8. And it says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest, that he may destroy the works of the devil. That was the greatest battle. The greatest battle was the, the, the battle of heaven 
against the work of the enemy that kept us in captivity, that kept us separated from the will of God, that kept us away from the purposes that God had called us to live by. It was, it was that for that purpose that Christ has come to set us free and to bring victory to all that would acknowledge him. In Colossians 2.15, it says, He disarmed those who once ruled over us, those who had overpowered us like captives of war. But he put them on display to the world to show his victory over them by means of the cross. That's why we need to keep the cross of Jesus foremost. How do we overcome? By the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. We need in the journey of our life, in the battles that we face, whatever those battles are, let's keep the word of our testimony. I am more than a conqueror. He leads me into triumph. I am not beneath. I'm above only. Let's begin to start quoting the word over our life so that the enemy doesn't keep a foothold or a stronghold in our life. The truth is, Jesus' victory at the cross has become our victory in life. As we surrender to God and as we yield our lives to the Holy Spirit daily, not now and again, we've got to do this daily. And as we yield to him, as we allow him to have ascendancy in our life, we will begin to live the kind of life that he wants us to live. That when we walk down the high street, our shadow begins to heal those that were sick. That the handkerchiefs that are in our pockets and we lay them on the sick and they recover. Why, why are these the key? I believe these are so key to our journey to live the life that Christ wants us to live. This scripture here, 2 Corinthians 2, 14. God always makes his grace visible in Christ who includes us as partakers of his endless triumph. What a great thought. He includes us in his endless triumph. Jesus didn't just triumph at the cross. He didn't just go down into, into the, the depths of the earth and take back the keys of death, hell and the grave. He didn't then just ascend into heaven and sit down at the right hand of the Father he then invited us to join him in his endless triumph. Again, that may not look a reality in your life, but it can be. How? It's when, it's when we yield and acknowledge truth over experience and over circumstances. As I close this morning, there is a continued battle that's going on. And it's the battle for yours and my soul, for our mind, our will and emotions, our thinking processes, how we deal with circumstances that come against us throughout our day. There is a battle for our soul. Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice. He won the ultimate battle. But today we still need to outwork that. Today, we've, we've acknowledged and honoured our service personnel. We've, we've acknowledged that, that what they do around the world in, in keeping um, the world 
in a peaceful situation and against the tyranny and those that would rise up against peace and justice. As we've acknowledged what they do, let's always remember what Jesus has done for us. Don't let deception or indifference or a prideful nature keep us from the victory that is in Jesus. The greatest battle that you and I will ever face is the battle for our soul. Who are we going to allow to have ascendancy? The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it in all abundance. I guess my question today is this. Will you believe it? Will you embrace it? And will you begin to live it out in your daily life? I said this morning is about remembrance. Remembering what the word of God teaches so that we can walk in it daily. I want to finish with these thoughts. Remember, his sacrificial love for us has saved us. Remember, see, just that thought alone. If we really believe what we've been saved from and what we've been saved to, regardless if anything else happened in our life for the good, we would be rejoicing at that one thing. He is sacri- his sacrificial love has saved us. Remember, we are set free from the burden of sin. Remember, we are now completely forgiven children of God. Remember that by trusting him and him alone, we're assured of our place in heaven. Remember, God has a perfect plan for you. You were born for such a time as this. And remember, even when life is tough and things don't seem to make sense to us, God is in control. This morning, you may, fit, you may have fitted into one or two of those categories. There may be another area and you just need to go away and say, Lord, where am I struggling? Where in your word is a scripture that I can take a hold of? And how can I apply this to my life? So that when I'm raging in the midst of the battle and the war before me is a tough one, I can take your word and know that you're watching over your word to perform it in my life. You may be watching this morning and you have a battle. Your battle is that you don't know Jesus. You haven't made a commitment to him. And you're battling with the thought of, well, is this true? Is this real? Is, is this just a man-made experience? And you've been battling with the mindset. You're battling with perhaps what your family or friends may say. You're battling with, well, I, I thought I'd never believe this stuff. The truth is the enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy. Don't allow him that opportunity today. What an amazing day to give your life to the Lord. When the, the natural day, we remember those that have fought and, and, and struggled on the battlefield. But we also remember today that Jesus won an incredible victory here on the earth. Why? So that we would acknowledge what he did when he died on the cross. So that we would put our trust in him 
and acknowledge him as our Lord and Saviour. So today, why don't you pray this prayer with me? Why don't you today say the battle is the Lord's and I'm going to hand it to him today? Let's pray and let's ask Jesus to come into our hearts in this very moment. Father, we come to you and we acknowledge that you are Lord and that Jesus died upon the cross for our sin and for our mistakes. He laid down his life even when we didn't know him. But today, Lord, as we've heard your word, we choose to put our trust in you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come by the power of God in our lives and make that transformation from death unto life. And I pray for anybody that's listening online here today that is making that decision and praying this prayer, Lord, that you would come in power, that you would come with overwhelming love, that the presence in their room would change at this moment as they turn their hearts to you. And I pray, Lord, that you would move upon their life, wherever they are, whatever device they're listening on, whether now or on catch up, Father, may your presence be so real and the life-giving spirit so powerful in their life. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening this morning. If you've prayed that prayer, if you could just send us a, a message on Jeff um, at family.church. Uh, that would be brilliant. We can be in contact with you. We can follow you up. We can send you a book uh, that just help you understand what the decisions that you've made this morning. So we just want to thank you. I want to thank the teams who just make this happen week in, week out. They're absolutely brilliant for all the work that goes on behind the scenes. God bless you. Have an amazing week. And remember, God is for you and not against you.